0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, thank you for joining me again today. As you know, yesterday and the day before, I talked about love, acceptance, and forgiveness. I talked about accepting one another. How important that is in our lives to accept one another. Not to judge one another, you know, but to accept one another. I love the Beatitudes and, and, uh, in Matthew chapter five through seven, and talk, talking about life, and Jesus just kind of giving instruction for people. And I just I think it's so important that we understand what the Word of God says. I'm going to continue. I wasn't going to. I yesterday I kind of finished the message I was doing, but then it made me think even more about this, because as a pastor, I deal with this kind of stuff all the time. There's people, people don't like things. The first day I told you about an argument years ago in a church, not our church, but years ago about somebody filling in at the organ, and the organist came in late, and and all of a sudden there's a big squabble because they thought that organist should be able to go up and take over for the other organist, and anyway, split the church, the pastor left, the pastor left the entire ministry. You know, people are cruel sometimes people are cruel. Even within the church, people are cruel because they think something ought to happen. Or this room shouldn't be used this way. Or this room should have this. Or this program should be able to do this. Or we should be able to spend money this way. You know, I've been so fortunate. Listen to this statistic. I'm going to tell you something. I'm in year 34 at Cloverdale Church of God. We have a budget meeting every year to approve our budget. And our budget's not small. It's a pretty good-sized budget these days. Our church is a lot larger. But in 33 plus years, I have only had two no votes on our budget. Two no votes out of all the people voting over all the dollars that are going to be spent because the people united together and said, we believe in the leadership, we believe in the church. And that's why in my 33 years, we have, we have made budget all but one year, and that one year we didn't spend what uh, we, didn't, we didn't make budget that we expected to come in, but we did not overspend. We spent less than was brought in. Why? Because God has been in the center of that. We haven't had people wanting to dictate and, and say, hey, we're, we're totally against this and cause a f- uh, faction or a split. So many churches have had that. And I'm so thankful that God has protected us. So thankful that people said, hey, we like what's going on. We see people being saved. We see people being baptized. We see life changing. And I am so grateful for that. But folks, I'm telling you something. We need to listen to Jesus' words as he talked on the hillside to these people and and gave them instruction about living. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds to your truth today from Matthew. Thank you, Lord. Uh, that Jesus' words has resonated, uh, resonated all the way to this day. God, we need to honor you first. We need to live for you. We need to be concerned for everyone else also and love them. God, I love you, and I give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, of course, in the sixth chapter, he talks about prayer and fasting, and don't let your treasure be on earth where moth and rust will will destroy, and then he goes on to say, not worry. Don't worry about anything, what you're gonna wear, what things look, the birds of the air, don't worry. And you know, um, if God closed the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, so don't worry about what you shall eat or drink. He goes on, this is all in the sixth chapter, I'm just paraphrasing real quick, but he says in, chapter, in verse 33 of chapter six, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well, Therefore, not do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Is that true? Is that just true? Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, I remember that old spiritual song, Sooner will be done with the troubles of the world, troubles of the world, troubles of the world. Sooner will be done with the troubles of the world, I'm going to be with God. You know, we're going to be with God someday. We're going to be in the presence of Almighty. He doesn't want us to get caught up with the troubles of the world. He wants us to move past that and and to know that he is there to help us move past that. But then he gets into, I was talking about judging yesterday and the day before. He gets into this in this chapter 7. I'm going to read it for you. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Hey, let's just take that one for a second. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Folks, if you're out there and you're judging everybody else, and you're judging everybody who walks through your doors of your church or your neighborhood or those having, Christian, or having issues in their Christian life and you're judging them, folks, you're going to be judged too, Jesus says. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. What do you think Jesus is doing here? Do you think Jesus is trying to get across the point? You think Jesus is trying to get up a wake-up call? He certainly is. He says, why do you look at the speck of da- sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Somebody has such a small thing, but we ourselves have a plank in our own eye because we have greater issues than what we're judging somebody else for. So he's trying to create a wake-up call, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye? When all the time there's a plank in your own eye. Then he, then he really gets harsh here. Jesus says, you hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. There's another passage of scripture that says when you confront someone, when you are uh, confronting someone in sin, it says confront them gently. Gently in love. Sometimes we're so harsh, and sometimes we come across, like I said on the other day, is on as a Pharisee, we have all the answers, and we become very religious in dealing with people, instead of very godly and according to God's word. Do you not give to dogs what is sacred? Do you not throw your pearls to pigs? If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. So what's he tell people then in life? How do you deal with things? How do you deal with life? And what are the consequences of that? Well, he goes on in verse 7. He says, Ask, and it will be uh, given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Ask. And it will be given to you. My father said that all the time. He said, Tom, you're the only son of mine that ever asked for money to go to this and that. And my brother, one brother used to say, Well, Dad, why do you give Tom money to go? And my dad would always say, Because he's the only one ever asked. Well, I guess I did something right. I asked and my dad to care of me. But for everyone asks, receives. For everyone who asks, for everyone, can you say that word with me? Everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. I think one of the major issues in life, folks, is people don't seek. They don't seek God. They don't ask God. They don't see what God is doing in their lives and, and uh, to see the power of God unfold. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Ask in faith. Believe that God will take care of you. We did that as a church last year. We started praying that God would help us pay off our our, our debt, which is very big, our $470,000 debt at church. We started praying that way. And you know what? We believed and within three months, God paid off that debt. God paid off that debt. God provided the money. It was amazing. So everything you do to others, well you'd have them do to you for the sum of the law, that's the sum of the law and the prophets. And he goes on to say, it's not easy for people to survive. He says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is a gate and broad is a road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is a gate and narrow the road that leads to life. But I'm telling you something, many people will not make it. The wide gate to to disaster is huge. It's easy to follow because it's the world's way. But small is a gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Only a few find it. Why? Because people aren't asking. People aren't knocking. People are trying to live in the world and be about the world. You know, I'm telling you something. We have better get serious about our walk with God because we are all going to stand in the presence of Almighty God. Every single one of us. I don't care who you are. And he's going to know if you're with him or not. You can't fool him. Now, people can fool me. I'm pretty gullible. People can fool me. They can say, oh, man, I'm a a great Christian pastor. I do all these things. Folks, it's not about doing all these things. What it's about is believing in Jesus and living for Him every day to the best of your ability, is spending time with Him, to get alone with Him, call upon Him. He is anxious to touch your life. He is anxious to change your life. He's anxious to be involved in your life. How are you involved? Are you using uh, COVID as an excuse not to uh, work and work for the things of God? Are you using COVID as an excuse to uh, uh, not go to church and no, more, no longer am I going to church? I'm not going to take a chance? Are you saying, you know what, I'm going to trust God. I'm going I'm to be a part of the house of God. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't be sending me letters by saying, you're telling me I need to go to church when I have all these side effects, all these. No, I'm not telling you that. But I'm saying, if you're well, if you're healthy, do not use the excuse of COVID not to go back to church. You know, Barna study says one out of four that stopped going to church during COVID will not return. Don't be one of those four. Be just the opposite. Bring people with you. Get involved. Grow in the things of God. Build God's church. You know, whatever church you go to, the church that is is teaching the word of God, I encourage you. But go and be a part and change lives. That means a whole bunch to me. So uh, I just want you to follow him. God's got great things in store for those who will listen. That will accept one another, love one another, not judge one another, but be about the business of Jesus Christ. He loves you. I love you, and I'm so thankful you listen to Christian Radio. God bless you and go out and have a great day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208 362 1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God.